Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, a podcast presented by Melee Stats. I am your host, Give Me That Wheat. I am a tournament seeder, top 100, whatever I do for top 100, and uh, a top eight commentator. No, no, that can't be true. Uh, well, you know, if you've been watching Panda Cup and the goings on of such, you you learned that that is true. Uh, and to commemorate such a very special occasion, we have a very special episode. This is our 50th episode. Uh, which, you know, if you have been around for Melee Stats, you know that we've had Melee Stats podcast with Save Us Title. We've had Melee Stats Deep Dives. We've had this. And, and we are coming on what I believe is looking to be the longest-running iteration of any podcast we've had. So 50 is definitely a big number, a number that, hey, we might not have made it to if it weren't for the uh, the grit and grind of our team right here, a team that includes Edwin Budding. Edwin, I'd love to hear from you, but unfortunately... I'm going to have to uh, talk about our guest first because I think this is the most pressing matter. When you get to 50 episodes, it is a success, and uh, with every success does come as hardships. We love to talk about the people we have on this show. We, in fact, if, you, if you're if you on our show, we call you a friend of the show. That's how much we love them. But today we don't have a friend of the show. We have something very, very different. We have probably our greatest enemy yet. We have a man who uh, is so willing to see Melee stats burn to the ground, so willing to see everything we've worked for crumble. A man who, the very idea of crime and chaos is funny to him. We have the enemy of the show, Jack Zilla. So is this not the same show that I was on before, that I was the enemy of the show of? This is a different show? Yeah, you killed that one. And you've done, you've done 50 shows, and you were thinking, I'm strong enough now. I, I you killed the other show. I've leveled up. But we've we've learned. We'll see. Uh we'll see. Yeah, this is the really uh, you know, we just thought heading into our 50 ep- episode that we'd bring on the final boss of sorts, right? So we're gonna see if we're gonna be able to sit next to the next 90 minutes, two hours with Jack or not. And if we're able to withstand it, you know, maybe we have another 50 in us. And if we're not, then you know, we'll we'll have fallen to our ultimate enemy. So naturally, we thought it'd be fitting for this week. That's very, that's epic stakes. I love that for you. It is. I've been watching a RRR, a lot of a lot of long movies, a lot of epics, fantasy dramas. So uh, I think it it really sets the tone for the kind of episode that we're gonna have. I believe we are definitely gonna have an epic, uh, an epic episode in front of us. Now, some might say the Ben Hur of waiting for game episodes. Edwin, what's a regression? Can you explain to me a regression analysis? All right. Well, thanks for joining us in the last 50 episodes of, of Waiting for Game. Um, you know, Made a good run. A good run. He's fucking. <laughs> is that your uh, is that your your curse synth? Every time you curse, you hit that little synth note. What are you talking about? Okay. Um, we have. Hey, speaking of cursing, something that we did not get to do at CEO 2022. Jack, you and I, it is it is you know we are no strangers anymore. Uh, CEO 2022, we had a lot of fun in Daytona Beach. How's your experience? In Daytona Beach? How was your Daytona Beach experience? Um, I just watched the pilot of Severance, mm. uh, which is a show about you kind of bifurcate your mind between work and not work, and you can't remember either of the outside world. Like your your mind gets wiped of the other world when you go to work. Uh, and a lot of times for me, melee tournaments are kind of like that. So, uh, when I was in Daytona, it was very uh, uh, um, ethereal. 
uh, it was just kind of this portal between the hotel and the venue and the rest of it was well, sort of window well, dressing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuel. Uh, there were t-shirts for sale in the stores that had vile things on them, as well as various slogans for political entities that I despise. Um, occasionally some really affordable and cool kind of, uh, uh, floral shirts. So that's a plus. Um, it was ungodly hot. Uh, and I give a lot of credit to, uh, you know, the people of uh, CEO for, for putting the tournament there and making it, making it happen. That's my, that was, that's, that's a lot of my experience. How about you? It was quite the experience. I, I mean, uh, well, we, we talked about this, you know, we are probably two of the very rare ones who got yelled at from cars, but neither comment. I, I, I it got wasn't that rare. I would say that most people got yelled at in cars. At no, some no, point. no, no. Let me oh. finish. Oh. Uh, we got yelled at from cars twice and neither of them were, were like disparaging comments. Oh, both yes, of, yes, yes. Both yes, of them yeah, were like yeah, yeah, neutral, yeah. Um, well, which that yeah. is the rare part. Yeah. A lot, you're right. A lot of people in Daytona got yelled at. And a lot of people would not come away saying it was a neutral experience. No, I was... will say there was a there was a positive story I could tell, which was yeah. um, uh, me and Chroma were lost. We went to the wrong venue place. We didn't know where the venue was. We went to the hotel that was across the street from the venue instead of the venue, and then some. And we were looking real lost, and just some stranger gave us the directions, very friendly like. You know what I'm saying? Friendly like. And uh, and I really appreciate the kindness of strangers. I've always relied on the kindness of strangers, truth be told. I don't know what's that from. I don't know. This oh guy God. hates Lincoln and doesn't know the greats. So sad. Well, this is the last episode, isn't it? <laughs> we're, we're not ready. Okay, never mind. We got to have another 50 episodes of a different podcast. I don't know. What's the next name? Uh, we're going to be calling it Waiting for Blame. Oh boy. Okay, so uh, How about a streetcar named Melee. Why is this guy grilling us? We should be grilling him. He's the guest on our show. Jack, you can try. Why did you make this show? Seriously, fifty episodes in, looking back, what are you feeling? Do you feel like it's been worth fifty episodes of your time? I do because there's so much to talk about in Melee. There's so you much. You don't feel going like you on. could do it like half as often and get twenty-five? No, I think That's every week. I think every yeah. week or every other week is a good is a good uh, amount of shows you know we've gone from being the best weekly podcast that's been around to the best bi-weekly podcast that's been around to the best weekly and bi-weekly podcast you know alternating structures of the kind of show that we have so it really depends on you know what's going on in the scene and whatnot but there's always something to talk about it's about to get dense it's about to get to the point where you could oh, justify having a weekly podcast again we're, we're and I, I respect that Edwin, yeah, I've been that for way you. for a month, so it's good that you picked up on it now. So, because because July and August are going to be pretty, you know, filled to the brim. Events. And then you can stop. Maybe. Edwin, I've got a I've got a question for you. I love to talk about how dense we are, but I've got a big question. And uh, as a viewer of CEO twenty twenty two, how is that for you? And uh, question number two: Did you also get yelled at from cars in your neighborhood? You know, I did Daytona not get. <laughs> I I don't think uh, Boston's caught up with Daytona on on that yet. But I will say, I have been to Boston. They they have their own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they have. We have our own problems. Something up there. <laughs> yeah, we have our own problems. But yeah, it was. I was pleasantly surprised by uh by the stream. It was it was nice seeing everything. Obviously, it was great seeing uh, you on commentary. You're a uh, first time ever doing commentary, just ca casually in a national top eight. I will say that uh. 
I, I told Wheat this like a lot and we were having kind of like a catch up call about it yesterday. And I, I remember saying something like, yeah, dude, when you, when the camera went to the TriCast, I was literally just looking at you the whole time. And Wheat was like, okay, like, why are you telling me that? Like, that's I very nerve wracking. I think that's real nice. Yeah, he was like, not want to be he was like, that's very nerve wracking. Why would you tell me that you were just looking at me the whole I, time? And I was like, we, and do you think about like, the eleven thousand people who were watching you? I was yeah. literally telling him that, like, I thought about I, the two people next. It week. was just me, you, and the mic, baby. No, those eleven thousand people can't see. I mean, Zoo was there as well. They did a great job. And Zoo. And yeah, you, I asked me, you and the mic and Zoo, but me, but I was in between you and Zoo, so you weren't True. really looking uh, at you, Zoo that you know, much. You were he, mostly looking at me, and then I got to look at Zoo, which was fun for me. Yeah, uh, I know. I looked at Zoo as well. Um, Coney was also. I'm he not did sure. the Coney did look the introductions. I think I would include him. And I think the players, you know, if it's not the players, are we there, right, without the players? I mean, I was even asking you questions like, like, oh, like, did you look up in chat and like the podcast server to see what everybody was saying about you? And Wheat was like, no. why would you, Wheat was like, why would you ask me that? Like, of course I, of course I didn't do that. But anyways, back to the what you were asking me. Uh, anyways, back what you were back to what you were asking me. Yeah, it was really fun. I was I was pleasantly surprised at the production value as well. I liked having the player cards up there, the the color palettes of them. I liked having all the statistics on screen uh, in between sets. Uh, obviously, delivering the nice little FD line and the club H box set, which we're, we're going to get into later. I will say it was a pleasant stream experience. It was very fun watching. Uh, you know, throughout the weekend, obviously top eight is what's on the top of my mind, but it was fun tuning into the stream throughout all three days, seeing the chat and everything. It was a, it was fun. It was, I was pleasantly surprised. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this as someone who is very skeptical of Panda Cup. I've made my thoughts clear on the circuit. Um, kind of like climate skepticism. <laughs> you just don't think it exists. No, I don't think, um, I don't think it ever reached to that point, but, uh, but, you know, I, I was worried about how it would turn out. And I think if, you know, if we get exciting top eights like this, if this is the kind of production value that we can get from a stream experience, if we can get contributors in the scene flown out to events, we can get, you know, beyond just the two people on this call, if we can get Phil and Pove to more things, if we were able to compensate people behind the scenes who are able to make this kind of thing work. I will say it was a, if this is the first impression that Panda Cup is supposed to bring and this circus was supposed to bring, I got to say it was a good one. I enjoyed watching it. Jack, how about yourself? How are your experiences with Panda Cup in a way that won't um, get you fired from any prospective future events? Oh, okay. Good catch. Um, I, I thought that the, uh, I always, it's, it's actually the first in-person, like big tournament, like that I've been in uh, since, since COVID. And even, even, bef even at the, even like before COVID, I, I had not done that much uh, in like the couple months before things kind of shut down. So it was kind of my first time back and there was a huge, uh, 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 like, holy moly, we're in a convention center and this is what this looks like. And this is what interacting with people looks like. I thought the Panda staff were really reasonable. Uh, I liked working with them as, as individuals. Uh, I think most of my like neuroses were, were pretty inflamed. Uh, but I leave the weekend kind of having meditated on it and being like, you know what? That was pretty good. I had a good time with my friends. We watched some good melee. I think we did a good job on the commentary, and uh, and uh, that's really all I hope for when I go to this kind of stuff, right? Because you're kind of always focused on the event when you are flown out to to do something that you're being paid for. Um, at least for me, I never kind of am able to enjoy 
the event part of the event all that much or like the the the, the scenery around it's it, I, I get very kind of single track minded um and it was good it still it still was worth doing so you know speaking of inflamed uh i don't think there's a way that we can talk about this weekend without mentioning zoo poor zoo we really broke that man yeah he he day one he was like he was being so he was being so sweet on me he was like jack you're so smart you're so and i was like no no no, no i'm not just smart. i just talk smart and he was like, oh, the next day not 24 hours had passed and he's sitting at like a table with me uh wheat and karomas uh real uh real tired and saying you guys are the biggest idiots i've ever met you guys are making me stupider uh which and that at that moment i knew we were, we were gonna have a good good some good top eight commentary because uh as long as he knows that we're stupid yes. then he can navigate anything we throw at him a, a real trooper i will say edwin you you've you know and hey jack at smash camp as well both of you have uh you understand the wheat story. This was when I say inflamed. I, I talk about how uh, we had we had some pepperoni pizza, like basically right before we went to bed. Um, ooh, does not do a body well. That that got my acid reflux going. I I don't know what Zoo was hearing, but Zoo was hearing a rare form. Just like you want to give it a try, give it a try on your mic. No, no. I he, he was hearing the wheat snoring at uh at like our literally our model levels of dominance, of pure dominance over the scene of snoring. Yeah, um, although Armada is, of course, we both agree, not the GOAT. So, as I was saying, shout-out to Zoo. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a very, very fun experience. I did like to... Uh, it, it's, Jack, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing like to branch off from what you mentioned. Um, when you're going there, it's like a one-track mind, and then I think that, like, because of that experience, you have a different output on, on the whole thing, I guess. And, yeah, I mean, I paid a lot of attention to it because I was like, oh, I have to talk about this. Um, and I think that there is like a way of going, you know, when you, when you pay a lot of no, that's better. I, I could do that eventually, but, uh, it's, it's, it, it is better to pay attention to your experience and not be having an out of body experience. Well, I, I mean, Hey, I had an out of body experience when we played friendlies. I, I did not know which character it was, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's putting all that time into like looking at everything. It definitely makes the experience a little special because I don't think, you know, is there anything that really makes CEO 2022 that different or unique or better than any other melee tournament? Probably not, but I was zoned in on everything and I'm like, this is all cool. You know, there, and, and I think to a way there's some, you know, there's some truth to that. I um, will say, uh, I, I really wish this was a huge melee event because back when it was like a big melee event, uh, uh, as well as PM, you could get in the ring right and the venue for the ring is just incredible incredible and um i don't know how this decision was made so i don't really know the pros and cons to the point where i'd be comfortable critiquing or, or protecting it or defending it but um it just makes me sad that over and over uh, i was trying to explain to my roommates who like aren't super involved in the in like esports or anything they just know it through me like why what is the relationship between the fgc and and smash and it's like, well, it really comes down to we don't play their game. They don't play our game. The overlap just isn't there. And so it, it's always a little distant. But um, it comes at the cost of being a part of events that are, frankly, better than a lot of ours. Uh, not to like, I'm not going to like name names, but CEO and Combo Breaker, uh, you know, are incredible. And Evo speaks for itself. And um, I just don't know how to make melee players show up to this stuff it just has never we've never seemed to be able to do it i feel like the fgc events have a have like a standing invitation that's like hey we're great 
but you've got to come to us. We're not going to beg you. And, uh, and melee players apparently just want to be begged, you know, give me special attention. Give me, give me, give me. And it's not enough to just put in the work like year over years and get the goddamn ring. You know, Edwin, it's all what it's all. Everyone acts out of their own. What Edwin, I feel like you've been going off about this recently out of their own self-interest. <laughs> you've been reading Adam Smith. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let, let's go with Adam Smith. Yeah, you should. I, I, you should. It's a good read. I think that. Uh, I think that it, it's. I, but like, you know what, Jack? But I want to bring up something. What about the fifth place prize? You know, I did. What about payouts to top players? Well, you know, it's not from the benevolence of the butcher, the brewer, the baker that we expect our dinner, but from their regard to their own self-interest. We address ourselves not to their humanity, but to their self-love, and never talk to them of our own necessities, but of their advantages. And in that, from that perspective. Um, $75 for fifth place. Listen, uh, 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 you know, don't lose to KJH, I guess. Uh, don't lose to the seventh seed. That's the second seed. By the way, that's uh, I've told this story in, in private to a few people. But uh, so it's, it's CEO 2022, the first event in the Panda Cup, which, as we know, is the first officially licensed Nintendo Smash Brothers circuit in North America. Um, uh, we were sitting there, me and Jack, Jack and I, we were watching the, the screen for the front row. HBox sits down next to us and uh, strikes up a little conversation. They show a slide. They show one of those PG stat slides from the enhanced stream. Uh, and it shows the, the seating. And he goes, why's Pluff one? <laughs> so I uh, I don't know if he knew that I seated this, but he, he asked me. Um, and I go, well, you know. Is such a, he's such a doomer, man. He's such a doomer. <laughs> He, he, he's like, oh, they're going to get me into KJH. And he knew. He had just lost a set to KJH last week. He knew that there was a, a game five in the second set that they played. And he's like, if this guy improves 10% while I'm streaming, he's got my ass. And he was, and he was right. Uh, he was I right. will say that, like, listen, he, uh, um, were any of the other games at, like, 200 entrants that had developer support at $75? I don't know. I'd have to check. Um, I didn't ever do like an apples to apples of his complaint, uh, but Hungrybox has a history of, of complaining about the payouts at events. I, I, I legitimately think like, it's not that it's an unfair critique, but it reads to me as like, oh, I've got the streaming bag. What's my incentive to come here anymore? Um, mm -hmm. And I just am waiting for the day when one, when the top players start testing that. Cause I have a core belief that if they stop going to events and stop competing, um, there will be a point of diminishing returns where it'll hurt their stream for most yeah. of them. Well, Jack, we talk about why aren't we in the, the fucking ring. By the way, I believe that part of it is because um, there are time limits for the ring because they, that's where every game wants to be. So we probably would have to run best out of three until like, yeah, the old I think Evo. that's fine. Um, I, think, I think the best of three like complaint is, is uh, uh, I get it. It comes from the players, but I don't, I, I, I would be very surprised if they were like, I want to count how many times has the person that won the first two out of three games in a set not won the whole thing. Uh, I'm sure it exists, but I would bet that, that in the sets up to that point, it's not that common or not that like disastrous. 
I'd actually be curious to break break this down. I am, yeah, is this your job, do, melee stats? Yeah, I do kind of wonder what the difference between best of three and best of five would be in terms of set outcomes with like higher and lower seeds. Maybe I'll take a look at it sometime. Just a good little idea. You, you get the a spanner in the works, which is uh, you know bands. Nice that uh, you hit on something, and it's um, we we kind of talk about you know Edwin Edwin self interest and everything. Um, there's like a real reason to go to things, right? And it's it's tweets like IBW saying that he gains nothing out of attending function, which is like, no, I think you you are being myopic in this sense, right? Uh, and maybe you go, maybe you're a player and you say, I gain nothing from going to blank tournament. And it's probably right in that very specific sense is that if you go to every yeah. single other tournament, it, yeah, you don't have anything to gain from going to um, the 20th tournament instead of 19th. Yeah. Um, but when it becomes a thing, like a, a rising tide lifts all ships, and our our scene is better for having stuff like this. And you're right, I, I am of the same opinion that uh, as as good of a stream as like the washed up retired player it could be, it's going to be nowhere near the current player. Regardless of yeah. like those numbers are not going to be variety streamer levels, but yeah, it's going to be better if you're active. I think the other the other thing that happens is players when they're on the come up grind a lot and if you're hungry box when you're number one in 2016 to 2018 the densest period of melee tournaments in our history uh you grind those tournaments right and i think the economic reality that that lifestyle that you have built up as a means to get to the point you're at is not actually that profitable at the point i think that that switch up for people like that you get compete so hard that you don't actually have to compete as much to to like make your living is very weird. Um, and I'm kind of sympathetic to the idea that they wish that they could just do the thing that they got good doing and make a bunch of money doing it, right? But what ends up happening is you scale back, you do fewer events, you probably still get ranked pretty similar. Um, and, and a couple people will still grind to number one and then new players will come in and the cycle will begin anew. We have been talking about the streamer versus tournament attendance balance since Mango was playing All-Star at Big House 4. It has literally been there since the very beginning of Melee Players streaming, and it's been okay. We are fine. Uh, so I, 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 to that extent, I would love more money in Melee, but it's like, we're going to be okay. You know, HBox might have made $75 from fifth place in Melee singles. Um, I'm willing to argue. I'm willing to wager a bet. Uh, you know, just throw out of something out there. Um, I think that he probably made more than $75 from commentating Ultimate and uh, being involved in Panda. Yeah, he did not make $75 that weekend. The, uh, the Plup Showdown, the Red Bull Plup yeah. Showdown. I think that probably ended up being a pretty okay weekend for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're talking in terms of just results, I think the weekend is a little bit of a disappointment. A fifth place for someone like him who, as we know, sat next to me at Summit uh, 13 and declared himself second best in the world. In only like a month and a half, he's you know, he's at this point. Uh, Edwin, KJH, KJH, a player who we've known for very long. Um, we've seen this this online. We've seen it, you know this work out pretty well for him. What did you expect for him going into this event and just going into his set with HBox? You're asking what do I expect from KJH? Which in 2022, this is you know we've seen. I'm going to put it bluntly, we've seen two KJHs this year, all right? 
we've seen KGH the Fox player, right? This is the reliable, like, you know, someone who can get into top 32 of, of majors and beat floaty players there, do well, do well against midweights and whatnot. Then you got KGH the Falco player, which we've seen, you know, out of his six losses offline this year, we've seen him lo- lose five of them while playing Falco, right? So going into this tournament, I thought if he gets a bracket, you know, just frankly speaking, if he gets a bracket where he plays Fox, I think he's got a shot at top eight. But like between him versus Hungrybox, you know, this is something that we've seen them go back and forth online. Uh, we didn't quite understand how that would go on land, but, you know, I think most of us would have taken HBox to win that. And frankly, you know, I'll say it. Last week when we were talking about people who could potentially beat HBox, I mentioned Plup, I mentioned Crudo. The, the possibility that KGH could replicate that on land was not even something that I see, that I seriously considered. Mm. But now that it happened, now, now that like KGH was able to show that like, you know, maybe it's not one-to-one, but it meant something, this, you know, this changes my opinion of HBox a lot, and it helps my opinion of KGH, at least as far as how he perform, how his Fox performs, right? I think if you asked me, you know, if KGH plays Fox in all his matchups, the way things are right now, I think of him as something like a top 25 player, right? I don't think that's too unreasonable. Because ever since he started playing Falco, you know, because this is a long-term project that he's had, we, we've seen him kind of take results like, like you know, losing early at Function 2 and then, and then you know, struggling with the switch back to get, like, 33rd at that tournament. So, like, heading into this event, I think if you were to make, like, a top 50 list, KGH would, you know, just because of by nature of experimenting and only having two offline events, he would have been at like, you know, maybe the the bottom of, bottom half of the top fifty. We should put him on. We should put him on the top fifty list twice. You should be able to vote for KGH Fox and KGH Falco as separate players. <laughs> maybe Jack, Jack. I think he only ends up there once. <laughs> maybe, oh, no. maybe, maybe, maybe in Jack. Yeah, I, I, I'll say, Edwin, I really wish that I had talked to you about, like, him versus Fox as Falco. Because uh, I had the other half of the story fucking rock solid, man. I was like, KJH is going to beat HBox. This is a very real chance. And I think that then he'll be able to take Plup. But I was totally in my head. I was like, oh, the Falco, he'll put it away when it's time to win. No, he'll no, lose very the Falco. Committed. He will go down. That is what <laughs> has happened this year. He has chosen to... <laughs> He's, he's, he's like H-God. He's choosing to lose. Um, and uh, But I think, like, I, I find it kind of admirable. Uh, it's like, yeah, go, go, do, play, play the long game. Uh, but I hope yeah. that he has in his head, like, a time budget. I hope it's not like I will play Falco until I start beating Fox. Rather, like, I will play Falco until this checkpoint is reached, and then I'll evaluate whether or not this is the, the strongest thing. I mean, look, I, I'm just going to say just fun. If he's just I, doing it for fun, I, I'm not. No look, I, I'm just saying he, you know, there was a Panda Cup spot on the, on, there was like a final spot on the line. And okay. part of me did think, part of me did think, you know what, is, is KGH really going to go Falco now just to like prove a point and stick with it? And I guess he did. I got to say, like, I, I know KGH is improving his Falco. He's free to do whatever he wants, whatever makes him enjoy the game. <laughs> but I'm just saying with a, with, you know, with a final spot on the line, uh, it, you know, if this is the kind of KJH that we, we, we see, you know, through the rest of the year, including high pressure stages where he's going up against a scary fox like Kem, uh, you know, yeah, that, that is something that we, you know, on his rank, obviously, you know, he, he's free to do what he wants, but just in terms of assessing him as a player, I think he's, he's going to be limited until we start seeing his Falco get those yeah. results. Man, Thank you for mentioning. Up. Play Falco. Fuck, you know, yeah, Panda yeah, Cup, whatever. Who cares? 
Oh, thank you. It. Thank you for mentioning three times that he can do what he wants in this sentence. Look, I just don't want to come off as like, like he's free. You know, like I'm not saying he. he it has. was the most negative commentary. We weren't. We were like, we we're supposed to create a positive environment for this commentary, right? right. right? And and Rack to do, despite being bad at melee, um, in because it's. I think it's fun. It's part of the culture. It's how we talk to each other. Uh, that's not what was expected to be part of the culture. Panda Cup is trying to cultivate. But I did let slip one uh, on during the, the the set with Kemi. He was like, well, we were told that he's really trying to prepare the Falco for the Fox, but uh, I'm not seeing it. And uh, and then both both Zoo and Wheat next to me were like, oh, you can't you can't be that openly negative and just like. No, man. I, hey, we, we've established this. I'm an Asherborn hater. I was all for it. Although I, I want to be clear on it. I'm going to get up here as, uh, you know, top eight analyst i'm not gonna get up here and, and be like well he had a better chance of winning if he was fox i don't know probably, that yeah i i he probably did but <laughs> i've heard i've heard he is now he hates fox dittos he like oh, so it's crazy. just he does not want to play them so woke. and uh you know what for someone like him who took like a pretty decent break like a year or two yeah. break um i'm willing to say if this is what keeps him playing yep. falco versus fox like, I think that that is a net positive to his career. Because yeah. if, if he's like, I hate this matchup, I will not play it. I will play a matchup I like more. I think Melee is bettered by having a player who is able to do that. You know, it's, uh, what is, yeah. what? I love, it's availability a it's is best ability. Yeah, I love it. It's uh, lesser two evils. It's like KJH on Fox, but with Falco for the for the Fox matchup, or no KJH at all. Yeah, and honestly, I'll say KJH. Just, as you described yeah, that, I was like, racket, that's, right? I was like, he's just like me. That's what I do in net play. I don't like playing the Fox <laughs> Ditto, so I switch to Falco and lose. And I could probably do better on the Fox Ditto, but I don't like it. And I'm, and mm -hmm. it, it's a game. It... What did what did we talk about, Jack? What did what did we talk about with H God in the front row? Is that we uh, we said that you know natural natural sports like uh, athletic sports, whatever you want to call it, um, traditional. Yeah, they sports. are natural. They... You, soccer has been with us since the beginning. Basketball. Yeah. God made that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like these, these sports, you know, whatever you want to call them, traditional sports, have a lot of players who go into their 30s. There's no reason why a game that you play, like with with your, you know, there's reaction time, of course, but like there's no reason that a game that that's like mainly your fingers uh, and your eyes should be something where you are like, yeah, you got to retire at 25, man. Um, yeah. And what did we talk about? We talked about depression, right? It's yeah. like, can you outlast we, we, depression? We posed the question to Hungrybox, and I said, Hungrybox, I think the biggest barrier to longevity in Melee for Melee players is depression. How do you feel about that? And he was like, that makes perfect sense. And I was like, so do you ever think about going to therapy? And, and he just kind of demurred and, and I almost got him. This is this has been my project is uh, if I ever write a book about Melee, much like Edwin Budding here, the, our, our, our lovely author. It would be titled "The Gods Need Therapy," uh, because because that is my thesis about the, the the whole scene as a whole. Is the better you get at this game, the more I assume you need therapy. Uh, the exception might be Zane. He seems pretty well adjusted, but then you talk to him about how he feels about like losing and stuff, and you're like, oh, maybe this is just maybe it's everybody. Isn't Mango in therapy right now for, for I hope so. He's a that's, sports that'd be psychologist? Great. Yeah, he's talked to he's talking Sports psychologist doesn't count. Uh yeah, sure. No. I'll say no. I, I'm willing to take a hot take. I think here. It no. can. 
I think that's between you and your doctor, right? But it, can, I, it, it I, might not. <laughs> I think it seems. If you are someone who, you know, a lot of honestly, when when it comes to melee players, see Jack, this is what you bring to the show. When it comes to melee players, there there are a lot of different things that uh, are very mentally draining. You know, you're in front of five thousand people. Hey, mm-hmm. if you're lucky, five thousand people. Uh, and and there there is like a certain aspect of that that can wear you down. But yeah, I mean, if you're if your main thing is to be a competitor, then I think that sports psychology is fine. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk therapy about the big just to guy. talk to people. Yeah, about melee. It's not easy out here. Performing yeah. for an audience is a very unusual thing for human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supposed to be in our little tight knit groups, and now all these people are judging me. It's horrible. So all yeah. Perceiving. Take Wait, tell me, tell me which of the big guys are, are you talking about? I don't know whether you're talking about HBox or whether you're talking about Plup. About what? I could be talking about the big guy upstairs. Could be. Have you thought about Santa Claus, Edwin? Have you considered Santa? I don't think like Santa Claus, Edwin? I'm not going to run, run Edwin. Okay, Edwin. Claus? Edwin, we'll talk about another guy with a booming voice and a big beard. We'll talk about HBox. Um, what a, was, what a, that's what it took. That's, that was it. Edwin, we get 50 more episodes. He's gone. We won. We won. No, that was we great. Get, that was, that was an excellent. Episodes. That was an excellent transition. You are, you are top eight ready. You you were born for this. Get me on again. Um, let's start with HBox here. So he is a guy. Comes into the year. We are. I I have the rumblings. I, I hear the rumblings of the world. I'm a, a very ear to the ground, you know, salt of the earth type uh, melee fan. Um, I'm seeing what's going on online. I think he's about to be coming back, but he is, you know, he is kind of has to go against a lot of different uh, people who, who doubt him. Um, and his arc in 2022 has been very interesting because he came into the year, was not looking good. 2021, very rough on him. Came into the year, 2022, and things are starting to get together. He gets what? Uh, does he get fifth at Genesis, and then he cuts second at Pound, and then he's getting top three and some other events? Now we find ourselves here, where it feels like we're slipping away. There was a point where we argued, is HBox number two in the world? And uh, now, you know, honestly, the argument's probably, it's probably against him being top five at the moment. So I think the thing that we talked about with HBox, the thing that I've said this entire time, is that um, he might be consistent. He might have all of these second, third places. But honestly, if he's not one of the five, six, seven, I don't know, people this year who can win a major, then I have trouble putting him there. So, Edwin, you saw it. You saw He lost to KJH. He lost to Plup. Got fifth place here. This was the one to do it, right? Everyone went in saying this was the one to do it. If you're HBox, you need to win this one. He got fifth here. How do you feel about HBox's chances the rest of the year? I, you know, I, I gotta say, we, you know, you just said it, right? But like, I'm gonna put it in like, I'm gonna put it in a few more words. If you were to manufacture the return of HBox by giving him a familiar environment to, you know, beat the players that he's always played and beaten throughout his career, and to do it all in his home state, or you know, it would have happened at this tournament, but it did not. <laughs> Instead, he he lost to KJH, then played Plup early. So, you know, with regards to – I'll get into the Plup loss because I think it's a little more meaningful than than just a drop set to another top seed at the event. 
But as far as the KGH loss, you know, now we're heading into a time where if, if there's a, a tournament coming up, and we're, we're coming up into a stretch of a lot of turns, if we see HBox versus Aklo or like HBox versus Moki in, in the tournament, that's not something that we're going to be like, oh, you know, like I, we know those two have given him problems online, but, you know, this is land. This is a fundamentally different HBox. Now, now I don't know if, if, if KJH can, because like you would think it would be the other way around, right? You would think that like, the person with a better online record or whatever over HBox temporarily, HBox will win when it counts, right? They show up in a major, you're not betting against HBox. But like now we're in a position where like suddenly the shoe is on the other foot. <laughs> like KJH, you know, consistently taking sets over HBox online over the year. Come a major, we all expect HBox to win, and it doesn't happen. KJH actually straight up three ones them. I think this is repeatable. Lee. I think, you know, maybe Moki doesn't win four consecutive offline sets, but I think, but this is very scary. He can't take that for granted anymore. I think you got people in the field like Aklo. I still think Crudo is a scary shot for HBox if that if that shows up in bracket. And that's not even going into how Zane, IBW, you know, we'll see where Wizrobe goes from here. But like, you know, even those three will be so difficult for HBox to beat. And I got to add, it's true that HBox has made consistently made top eights. We've seen him drop sets outside of the top five or so. You know, he made top eight at Genesis, but he lost to none in winner's bracket. You know, he's lost to KGH here. I think we're I think we're seeing KGH the- lost, by the way, I will say this was that is the um you know the most recent so the last time okay, give me a second chance I can do this again. This is my fucking redemption shot. The last time that that fucking what I almost called him KGH. The last time that Hungrybox lost a set to a non no. The last time Hungrybox lost a set to a Fox player who's never been top 10, Lucky's probably been top 10, though. Uh, you're going to do this again? You're going to go back to that? I'm not that? touching I, this statistic with a five-foot pole. I fucked it up the first time. I didn't even know what the truth is. I thought I, 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 I was going to say I don't know anything about this. He lost to Hacks in 2019, and I tried to, I tried to word it so that Hacks wouldn't count because I don't want to say Hacks. Um, but I said... I didn't say Fox player, so Albert. And then people were making fun of me because of online, but, like, come on. None of that online shit counted. Yeah. HBox is a different beast on land. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, like, this, we always talk about HBox, like, placing consistently in top eights, right? But in the past, when he's placing consistently in top eight, he's coming from winner's side, right? Like, he's beating the 10 seed or whoever, like, the 8 seed or 9 seed, and we know he's going to be there in winner's no, side. No, but he's not beating them. He's crushing them. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 crushing them uh, like a grape, right? In the past, but like, like grist for the mill. That's right. Yeah, very very brutal. But he's, now, he's uh, like the way you treat your staffers them. at melee stats. I never treat my grist staff for the mill poorly. I, I treat my staff and treat yeah exposure. Well. You're gonna get exposure if you come on this show. But so know. Edwin, you're talking about he does surgery on them like they're a grape on the ten seed. <laughs> Well, I, well, what I was saying is that we're, we're seeing a make top eight splits from loser side, which kind of hurts your chances of winning a tournament, right? So By it's like... Oh two? At least. At least two. Edwin didn't know that, but I did know it. We, I knew that, that it, at least two. Jack's, turn, Jack's turning me against you. <laughs> He's I was so, I was so Edwin-pilled this weekend, Edwin. I was on your side for everything. I, I backed you up. And then I read this letterbox review of the film Lincoln. <laughs> Oh and, it, my and, God. It, and, it, and it broke me. It broke me out of my 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 dedication to being Edwin pilled so quickly you wouldn't even believe. It was like all the memories came rushing back of all the dog shit takes 
and I and I lost it. I lost it. Do you want yeah. me to watch the movie again and like get a beer? Yeah, you want to watch it together? I, okay, so can I can I say that like I love your letterbox reviews, man. I, I I just like I fundamentally disagree with reviewing a movie that you saw four years ago. That's crazy. That is the worst part, and I don't even disagree with the star the stars you gave it. That's fine. It's the reasoning and the memory part of it. I just don't get it. And you were looking really morose a second ago. Can you do that? Can you do that pose again? <laughs> no. That, you were doing a morose pose. <laughs> what's yeah, wrong with perfect. you that's perfect that's oh perfect. my god this is our 50th episode that's the shot if we can't survive this one then we okay so edwin i'm sorry you you had a lot of this is revenge points. for the Prague episode isn't it this is revenge for me, me making you sit there for like 60 minutes while Prague talked when it's like 2000 uh so yeah. do you think h so yes or no do you think h fox can win a major no, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, we. Do you think H Box can win a major? Not right There's now. always a chance. How, what? Give it. Give it a number. Uh, a percentage and in, in rounded to ten. Two percent. Two percent. Okay. Yeah. Two percent. Two point two percent. Yeah, I'd say I'd say twenty percent. I'd say it's a round mango. It could definitely happen, but but uh, uh, I probably wouldn't put a ton of money on it. Uh, we, we have great. a lot Next of topic. big majors coming to look up. out for at Gommel. No, 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 Jack, Jack, money here, Jack, moneyball this shit. Look, you got our, you got JD to switch the slides. Okay, Jack, Moneyball, really quickly, Moneyball me a uh, JD, do you have any uh, Moneyball, Moneyball, Moneyball? Moneyball me a situation where HBox wins a tournament. You're all um, about analytics and stats, supposedly. Yeah, I think. What is this bracket uh, path? I think it will happen. Uh, uh, the, the way that I imagine it is he gets kind of roasted at, at the first couple tournaments in this big stretch we have. He reaches a crossroads and he's like, well, there's like eight more tournaments to come. I can obviously recover my reputation from where I'm at. He spends the next two tournaments actually practicing like some of his DI mix-ups against Fox that he, I think, hasn't really been doing anymore that he did in like 2018. Obviously, like Foxes have learned and have new ways of getting out of it, but get some of that old pizzazz back. Try some new shit. Talk to the other Jigglypuffs maybe about setups and maybe practice about those setups and see how they work. Uh, I think he's begun to dip his toe in those waters, and it's gonna take a come to Jesus moment of losing at multiple tournaments for him to make that decision. Uh, that's the world where it happens. I don't think it's the most likely world, but that's the narrative that I could have Jack, seen playing through. Jack, I need you to tell me his bracket path there, because the thing is, in the he past, a fox like Cam or Panda, and in, in in kind of that like just before like the top sixteen to top eight path. He avoids most of the really hard foxes, but he gets a couple that could beat him, your KJHs and stuff, and he wins that. I will say I think KJH is better at the matchup than like everybody outside of IBDW, Plup. Uh, 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 um, who else? He's better at the matchup than Plup. He, yeah, yeah, I think, so, so this he's, is better, I think he's better than Plup at the matchup. So, but this is the yeah. point I'm going to bring up, right? In the past, if you were to bring bring up like who is HBox's ideal opponent in this path, right? You would have yeah. you would have probably said Plup in the past, but I got to tell you, like, I still their say last, it. I, yeah, he played so degenerate at CEO. He played like such a weirdo. Yeah, uh, out of their last five sets, Plup is one like counting the the exhibition in which like Plup just you know mm. kicked him around. That was. It was four of their last five. Yeah, I think he needs. I think he needs uh, Jmook Amsa. As somebody's putting in the chat, I think those are really good picks. Uh, what is it like Jmook Amsa? He definitely needs to get a bracket luck, but so do a lot of people to get to where they get at majors. 
So I think with bracket luck, the same way that Axe has gotten bracket luck to get into grands and Wizrobe sometimes gets a little bracket luck to, luck to get into grands, it's very similar to that. He's kind of been reduced to a really great character specialist, which we've seen in Melee's history many times. It's a role that HBox himself played before his kind of ascension in 2016. And he was still able to win tournaments before 2016. It just took a little bit of that, you know, things going a little bit the right way to get him in grands and then, you know, closes the deal. So there's an interesting thing with HBox. You know, are we going to see the return of the king, do you think? If he wins one, is it a blood in the water situation where he just suddenly, no? No, he doesn't I have that dog in him. You know, I think so? Zane and IBW are too hard. I think they're always yeah. going to be difficult for him. Zane and IBDW work so fucking hard, and Hungrybox is a giga streamer. Uh, you just, you just, it just, you're not going to be consistent enough. Uh, he and he doesn't stream melee alone. So like Mango, I think actually could have like a back to back resurgence because he mostly streams melee, and I actually think that's a big difference. I think that matters quite a bit. But I still would bet on IBDW and Plop and uh, and Jmook and and Zane against Mango. Um, but I think that it matters what you spend your time and your day doing compared to your competitors. And Puff is a really, really high ROI character, so Hungrybox will continue to put up Return great results. Investment. Yep. Uh, yeah, we asked him about it, finally. Uh, he will continue to put up great results because I, uh, I think his innate talent and, and the, the way that Puff plays ha gives him a, a high uh, uh, floor, right? But the ceiling is getting beaten in. Do you guys remember... In 2017, when he lost a few tournaments in a row, I think he uh, got like third at Evo. He didn't win. Oh, he got third at Evo. He lost um, DreamHack Atlanta to Pluff. I think there was another tournament there that he lost, and then he uh, he lost to Mango and Pluff at uh, SmashCon. Got like fourth or something like that. Not my uh, number one. Well, that was the thing. It was okay. He's he's done. He's cooked. People, there's there's rumblings on the inside that he should maybe take a break. Shine's coming up in only a few weeks, and he should honestly just skip it. Uh, no, he wins Shine, uh, and then he goes on to have, honestly, one of the best runs of all time, only which is rivaled by a run that was that same year, which is Armada's 20, late, six, 20, uh, late 2016 to early 2017 run. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I I think that it would be very funny if HBox wins one tournament where it's just like, yeah, Leffen dropped out, and, and Zane uh, got upset early, and he beat J-Mook in winner's finals, and then, like, squeezed out a set versus Omset. It was just, like, really, like, a not uh, not convincing win. And then uh, suddenly it just all all falls back into place. But let's talk about Gommel, because Gommel is something where, uh, you know, we, we're going to be seeing a lot of competition, something I would say a fair bit more stacked than CEO 2022. A bit. I would say a bit. Edwin, Edwin, you love yourself some deep regions. You love Florida because it's a deep region. How do you feel about uh, How do you feel about Ontario? How do you feel about Ontario, Edwin? I think Ontario's got a lot of good players. I think they have a lot of time. The region was kind of like the New Jersey of the Midwest. And that like... What even the people... fuck does that mean? Stop, stop. Well, even people Jersey... who are like not ranked would be like randomly good right like you would have your you would have I, players I actually, like the wanderer or whatever new jersey of the midwest toronto is very close to chicago you're capping new jersey of the midwest? what they call themselves midwest 
I'm talking about specifically in terms of like melee. If like, I just can drive to the tournament from, from Chicago, you're in the Midwest. That's my that's my marker. I, I don't think it should be up to you to decide what they get. I call. think it's a good analogy, more importantly. Uh, Which analogy? Who do we know from um who do we know from Ontario that we can call up right now? Uh we could call like Faust or something. Bring him on. Bring him in. Somebody act got, in the chat. I don't think I, we, I don't think we have Faust on chat. speed dial. I I'm send a DM. Okay, talk about New Jersey of uh, Midwest. By the way, if I'm ever being too combative, Edmund, and it's making you anxious, just kind of give me a hand signal, and I'll and I'll stop. Right? It's I'm not. Laughing. It's not making me anxious. I just want to make sure my my point is coming across. Which one? Oh, just the fact that Ontario is really stacked. It's just got a ton of players that like beat each other, and it's kind of hard to tell how good they are because they all just like beat each other. Even like the high Arcadian players or like the borderline PR ones historically. Like even people like like I think we're gonna be seeing like Platt at this tournament. We're just gonna be seeing a bunch of like random people like 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 Goose Khan is gonna be here. That guy was like top five in Ontario, but we haven't seen him at like a big major event. So we're, we're gonna see how he performs here. Yeah, it's just kind of an interesting region. I think that also like be, because it's in Gommel and it's gonna get a bunch of Canadian talent. We'll also see Damian Tyson there, which I could not Dude. believe. Edwin, you can't let. So I just said DT. I said two letters, and now you're you're done. I'm just yeah, DT. Yeah, he's you can't, he's very. You can't good. let that uh, derail yourself so quickly. It's just like life's like a train, and if you don't lay your tracks down, Edwin, the train's gonna go right off those tracks. It's gonna derail. In fact. Oh no! This is my hand signal. Every time Jack comes on, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. I think Jack, I, what he's every uh, fifty episodes, he's our our little boss <laughs> that we have to face. He's not even a boss. He's he's like a he's like a cartoon from like a parody movie. I don't like, know what you're talking about. Have you ever seen? Actually, wait, no, I want to hear this. What would yeah? What what cartoon parody movie would he be from? Wait a second. I was thinking of like Beazle the Cat from Movie Me, God, Movie. Th oh, what? Hey, speaking of Letterbox, what's your Movie Forty Three review, Edwin? Uh, I think I, I think I gave it like half a star. Yeah, but what was the review, not the rating? Oh, I said that watching the movie will make you want to join Al Qaeda. And so you said that you were, <laughs> you, you made it very clear to me that you were so much better of a um letterbox reviewer than i am i am <laughs> can i read a review that you posted recently which one I... do i have are you gonna read the kill bill one no do i have do i just have a blanket uh allowance to re read a review from you no i don't like it you're doing this you're doing this to try to own me i'm not trying to own it. you i think i don't think it's I, honestly edwin can i say this with all honesty it is not your worst review it is like not your worst 50% of reviews. I just, I think it's funny. Can what I do you think the worst review is? Edwin, can I read this out to you? No, I don't like it. Jack? We're supposed to be talking about Melee. We're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be trying to own me. I'm not owning you. Oh my God. Can I bring this up? I, I just told you no. Okay. It's fair. But I, you have to think of the fans here as well. I am. Currently bribing your stream, Lord. So you're willing to deprive them of... Okay, right, Edwin, go on. What are you saying? You're saying Goose Khan is going to get 65th here? <laughs> I don't think he'll get 65th. 
But I think, but I think he can uh, go a big way. We're also going to be seeing the UK come here, which is what, yeah. which I think is going to be really exciting. We're going to be so seeing if, like, if Toronto is the New Jersey of the Midwest, what is the UK? Uh, the UK is like the Ohio of Europe. Okay, Jack, does that track? Stick at that analogy. What was it again? <laughs> Jack, you you missed it the first time. You're not allowed to get it back. I'm trying right. to listen. <laughs> here, Edwin, here's a fun question. Who do you think is going to be the highest placing Canadian here? Ooh. I'm going to say... Uh, Kirby Kaze. I said Moki. Moki. Underrating Kirby Kaze. Huge. It's kind of crazy of you. I think Moki will get top four. Whoa. Is he, what, what, is, what is his path? Does he have to beat J-Mook? I actually don't know what his path is. I just think I just okay. think he'll do really well. <laughs> I, I when every time uh, I'm getting closer and closer to reading this review, he's got a, a proverbial review to your head. I honestly, I honestly, I like honestly don't think really this is the worst review you, you've made. I think it's one of the the more palatable ones. It doesn't have the word orgiastic in it. Orgiastic's a great word. I cannot believe Wait, you're what? defending. That's so sick. Wait, it is a great word. I'm even pilled. Now you you're missing the rest of the sentence. Uh huh. It's an orgiastic mix of Inception, nope, nope. The Matrix, and It's a Wonderful Life. Do you know what movie that describes? Uh, wait a second. I bet I could just guess. An orgy. It's, could... just, it's an mix of The Matrix, Inception, and It's a Wonderful Life. Edwin. Did you just perfectly describe everything, everywhere, all at once? He did not perfectly describe it. No, that's what the movie is. No, dude, you're so like the fact that that those are the building blocks Perfect. and those are the only words that you're able to use to describe this. That your language is compromised, like only of movies such as Inception, The Matrix, and It's a Wonderful Life to describe such a. Yeah, because the, because the movie because the movie the shares, players to look out it, for it. Donald. It has a lot of like it, it like pays. It's it's like it, not oh, it's homage, kind of, but it, it uses it uses like similar action. elements. Should we be and looking out for Hammer Time at Gommel? What? Hammer Time, the Ice Climbers player. He's PR. He's PR in uh, a couple of years King, back. Kingu's going to be here. Edwin, how do you think the UK is going to do here? Uh, I think King, Kingu and Max. Uh, it'll be really exciting to see how they do. They've been like top, like what five in the UK for for a while now. Like what? Like we we kind of know where that puts them in terms of like the rest of Europe. So I'm I'm very interested to see how that translates over into NA. I think Kingu could get like I think Kingu and Max could go, both get top. 32 at this tournament yeah. if not deeper kingu especially i'm a i'm pretty interested to see uh, how him versus jamron goes because one kind of weird thing about kingu he goes fox against peach he doesn't go he doesn't go puff against peach so sort of interested to see how that turns out he might have what to play also what about liquid he's, he's a marth player mm -hmm. he hasn't I... been too, like super active lately but he's been pr'd there for a while yeah to feel like mono I mean... versus uh, amsa could be a thing uh, I think Amsa will probably beat him. I have to. I have to assume. I, I don't even think that's seeded to happen. Why? Did, why not? See, that's tos need to seed some shit to happen. There's not going to be another opportunity for Yoshi Dittos, right? In like a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, I think, uh, I think Amsa played Whiskers in like some ridiculous like 
Japan to Tri-State, like, like, like 300 ping friendlies or whatever, and got 5-0, but it was, like, not playable at all. They just, they just played because they thought it was funny. What about Meek Speedy? What, Jack, what, what is your uh, goal here? I'm just thinking about Ontario players that could do a really good job. So, Edwin, Max, Max is going to lose to uh, Secrets, I think. I, I, I think that's such a tough draw for Max. That is very hard. I, I don't know. I, the, the good thing is that we get to see Max at Double Down. We get to see Prop and, and Frenzy at Double Down. Um, maybe another one of them's going. I don't know. I, I honestly, yeah, very exciting to see. The Tino, the fattest of the Tinos. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to see him also. That's We that's hopefully get fun. to see him versus Joshman. Joshman. Uh, I think that that is going to be a very, very fun one. That is seated. That's like upset potential, right? I, I mean, when you get uh, Joshman, very good, very good player. But Tino, I think, is someone who we really shouldn't be uh, shouldn't be disrespecting like this. I think he can really, really do it. You know, um, I, a lot I, of the UK players, I think, are a little underseeded. So I'm willing to I'm waiting to see some upsets because I think they're definitely going to make some upsets by seed. You know, a while ago I was in the UK Discord. I was arguing over something with them. It was something melee stats related. Yeah, that sounds I was about like, right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Like, we do our research, and they were like, well, if you do your research, tell us how good Fat Tino is in in London or whatever. And I was like, uh, I think he like loses he he loses to Prof, but he's like a tier above everyone else. It's kind of like Prof in tier one, and Tino is in like a second tier, and then there's there's everyone else underneath it. New fat Tino. Dude in the voice. That's an enormous right. flex. Dude in the voice. Dude, on what voice? You were in the UK the Discord. They sounded exactly like you. Do the voice that they were using. <laughs> oh, you mean? Like, oh, I can't believe you knew, you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> you knew fat Tino. <laughs> how would they sound? Like? How would they sound before? you you uh proved yourself they must have been angry how would that have sounded yeah they're like edwin you don't know what you're talking about man no, i think they'd sound angrier especially edwin, after you night you how you dare you this is a problem with americans like? all right now what about if it was mint what if it was someone from ireland five <laughs> percent shout out to him i think it's sick to go through and be able to like go into a local scene and be a guy that they've never met before and is essentially a pundit and just like know everything about them it's like most locals they just do their tournaments they record them and put them online and they cease to exist in the minds of everybody else it is like dance ranking man dance because i i remember going to smash camp and then bunch of people are like who's number six in st louis right now who's who's like who's the best player in uh arkansas it's just like kept having to prove myself it's crazy that's that's some that's that's huge you've got some working memory you've got some ram that guy stock knows like the most random people how about that guy edwin you got a samsung solid state drive ssd in your brain instant recall how about that Jack, I can't do that. I, gave up, I didn't even know the players in Indiana. They'd come in my tournament. I'd be like, oh, you're PR'd in Indiana? They'd be like, yeah, please seed me higher. You don't know like, your oh. Latins, your Blues, Mac Daddy 69. Blue was well, not, playing. Daddy, Blue was not playing when I was when I was uh, uh, um, a TO in Indiana, actually. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Uh, Banana Sack, is he playing? 
I don't know. That's okay. not, that rings a bell. Um, I just told you I wouldn't remember. <laughs> well, maybe I was trying to open up a memory in you. Like the trigger word, and now suddenly you're, the sleeper cell has been activated. I am at, this is, yeah, the same sleeper cell that activates when I'm Edwin pilled. <laughs> suddenly my what, recall. What happens is orgiastic. Is that what your, your like, word There's is? There's a good word. The PR of Indiana Bloomington in 2010 at the top. PhD Louie, followed by Winnie, followed by Strawberry Love, followed by Danimals. There was one that I was 11. That was a good PR. That was a good week. Sorry, Did you ever uh, play with the Evansville scene? Um, yeah. Uh, Edwin, you're letting him take over. We have to talk about players to look out for at Gobble. I'm mad at you for trying to Evansville's own me. Cool. Do you remember, I'm remember literally P not trying to own you. It's one of my favorite reviews that you've written. Edwin, do you know do you know Peef on Earth, the known uh, uh, Peef known asshole in the melee scene? Yeah. What, uh, what about him? Formerly of the melee scene, he he claimed that like there was some funny post on our Bloomington Facebook page that was like, oh, the OGs, and it was some tournament of like Louis with our first weekly, right when we were when we were starting shit up, and. Uh, he goes, you're actually not the OGs. I was the OG. I was the OG Bloomington PO. And his tournament was not hosted in Bloomington. It was called Peef on Earth, P-O-E. And we look at the Smashboards thread for it, and some people are being nice, but a lot of people were like, this is a shit event, and you were a mean person to us. And I just love <laughs> that Smashboards. Can, you can reach into the depths of Smashboards to just find the soul of a person that you don't like in a given moment. Uh, so... Yeah, Indiana, uh, full of history, full of full of lore. It's really where melee began. Melee FC, baby. So, Jack, got a question for you. So we we of course have established the fact that New Jersey, no no no, no that uh, Ontario is the New Jersey of the Midwest. The fact that UK is the Ohio of Europe. Indiana is the what of what? He just got up and walked away. Honestly, if he sat through orgiastic mix, I thought that he would just. I'm mad at you, dude. How dare you try to? How dare you try to act better than me at this? I'm not trying to act better than you. I'm just trying to bring you down to my level. No, dude. You this you think lore. that you're the best reviewer? You you think that you're uh fucking um hmm, you're like Lester Bangs? That's what you think you are. I don't even know who that is. Hmm. Uh, I think uh. I think it's insane. I'm going to look they... out for all the players at Gommel. That's my opinion. That's my take. I think all the players are worth looking out for. And if we don't look out for a player, it's actually disrespectful to the spirit of the game. How about that? Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they didn't rig Zuffy H-Box to have them. You know who I think could have a chance for a very big Gommel? I think Wally has a chance for a very big Gommel. This he is someone... Mateo. <laughs> yeah, if he, get, if he gets past Mateo, and I think he can do it. I think uh, Wally especially has been one of those guys that, like, you know, a, a, what, a, a few years ago, you could, you know, every other weekend you'd see Wally at a regional in the Northeast or, like, traveling somewhere, getting big wins. Uh, then Wally kind of disappeared during the, the pandemic because he wasn't really a big net player. And then he started going to tournaments again once the, um, you know, like around last summer or so. This year, you know, what we've seen of Wally in a – and locals has been very has been pretty good, and regionals it's it's been it's been all right. But as far as like the as far as like the really big events go, he's he's kind of run into a few unfortunate brackets. Like at Genesis, I know he had to play JMook, and then immediate, and then like later on play uh, 
play Moki in losers. I think at function, he had a bit of a tough bracket also. Um, so I'm really excited to see how Wally does. Cause I think, uh, you know, this is someone who I think, you know, heading into this year, um, I thought he might finish the year in top 50 or, or, or get a lot of like really big wins. You know, we saw him take a, take a stray set off Kadoran. I think like he was either late last year or early this year, definitely someone that I think is like a stat kind of rising up the peach main ranks. Um, I think this could be a really big event for Wally to like remind everyone that like, he's not just a guy who does well in, in tri-state, but you know, can, can take names on the big stage. Edwin, I agree. He's getting ninth here. What's his That's path there? Bad. What's wrong with getting ninth? He beats Mateo. Uh, 2-1. Mateo SD's last duck. <laughs> Destroys Mango. Lucky plays, you know, whoever was supposed to play Wizzy because Wizzy DQs. He, he beats Lucky 3-2. Uh, loses to none or whoever's after that and then loses right before top eight. Gets ninth place. He gets to be etched into the hall of, uh, you know, famous ninth placers in the world. And, uh, we all, you know, do a little dance, and we all are all happy. Who's what would winning be the, Gommel? The, what would be the set of results, yeah, that would make you the happiest of who's winning Gommel? Let's set aside, set aside the goddamn numbers for a minute, and just think about your heart. What would make you the happiest? Um. You know, I would love it if, uh, what would I love? What would I love to happen? Uh, do you even, do you even love this game anymore? Are you so riddled and twisted by these numbers and analyses that you've forgotten what it was like to look like it, like a child, look at it like a child with wonder in your eyes? Uh, you know, uh, you know, it'd be fun. Uh, hey, I'll, I'll just pick Wally. If Wally wins, that'd be fun. <laughs> okay. Let's go Wally be happy well he's got a path right wally yeah there, there's, there's there's always a path um i just described wally's path to ninth just instead of ninth put that as first place he can go to his job and uh tell them fuck you and then quit and then probably have to get another job because i i imagine that uh first place at a 400 person tournament uh as good as that might be yeah it's not going to cover that much rent <laughs> oh, i'm gonna no. say uh i'm gonna say geo wins Geo, what's Geo's path? I think he's going to defeat like, but he's going to play like someone from on, uh, Ontario, like top sixty-four. I'm gonna just I'm gonna pull out a random name there. What he plays like Platt or something, he wins. You know, we 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 do have um, like seeding for this. Yeah, I, I just haven't looked at it. There's, there's no Did you seed? But has, does your heart have seeds? And can I nourish those seeds and care for them and give them the love that they deserve such that they should grow? Wheat? So, Null, Null Moki. What do you like there? Um, does he uh, well, I predicted Null to win the tournament. So. No, no, but, but how does he get there? There's a million different paths here. Does he beat oh, well, who does, who's he does played he before Moki? Eric. Yeah, he beats Eric, I think. Yeah, I didn't ask that. I asked, does he beat Moki? Yeah, I predicted him to win the event. So, yeah, but he can win from losers. No, it has to be from winners. So combative here. It's it's a it's a dominant it's a dominant performance. I think he destroys. It's it's like an all time great major performance. So he beats Moki. Um, 
Who's he play after Milky God? It doesn't matter at that point. What's they're wrong all with just, combat? What's wrong with combat? So you, call Jack, you, combative, you call me combative? Jack, who do you want to win? Who do I want to win in my heart? Yeah. What makes you the happiest? Yeah. That's a great question. Who's going? Could you pull up a list? <laughs> that was I'll, the final I'll, I'll pull up real quick. Give me a second. Start look look what you did to Edwin. <laughs> I don't know why that was the thing. Orgiastic, so I don't like. Yeah, well, for him, this is the equivalent of me saying orgiastic. Me not knowing off the top of my head the full list of, uh, of tournament attendees for a tournament that I will be in Vermont and not watching. Um, unfortunately, I would... Well, Vermont's actually, I pretty close to Toronto. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, let's see. Summary is Vermont uh, Midwest. To it from Chicago, so that seems to make sense. I think... Let's see. We got Zane, Moki, Amsa, JMook, IBW, Mango, HBox, None, Prof po, Pro. I would like... I would love a Josh man win. I think Josh... I think we're in this era where I could just say that, and I'm like, I could see it happening. Why not? Sure. Um... I think of the people that are favorites to win, I'm pretty open to a lot of the uh, the various options. So if it's Zane, I feel like Zane's been kind of not winning as much as he would have hoped. And I love how Zane approaches the game. So I'd love to see that, especially if Zane pulls out the puff. If mm. Zane pulls out the puff, I'm a Zane fan for life. Wow, you think we're um, actually seeing it. And if not that, I would be okay with uh, an IBDW, a Mango, a JMook closing the deal. Um, well, give me your give me your brand. The heart spoke. What about the brand? Yeah, what's the brand it's, thing? It's a crazy time. It's uh, I don't feel like my brain has the same uh, kind of predictive capacity that one might hope for. Uh, it's I would not put money on. I would be okay with betting favorably on Zane, JMook, and IBDW. Well, Edwin, you're the betting man. Who do you think? Who, who's your pick to win? Uh, I think that uh... I'm gonna Welcome go back, with, Edwin, I'm gonna by go the way. It was cool of you to yeah, come to the show Edwin. late and then drop out randomly in the middle. Yeah, I don't know what ha I don't know. Well, I'm the enemy of the show. I'm the bad I think, guy. I think I would go with. Uh, I think I'd go with Zane. It just seems like a pretty safe pick. Mm, you're all about safe picks. I'm gonna go with a uh, a guy who I got to the pleasure of speaking to this past weekend. Um. I'm gonna say it's IBW. I got a feeling. I've got a I've got a hot take that I'm I'm saving up for a couple weeks from now. And uh, honestly, if this hot take gets uh, you know a little if it gets a little freezer burned because the person who I'm gonna to pick to win an event in a few weeks ends up winning this one, I'd be pretty mad. Um, but yeah, for now I think IBW's got a pretty good chance at this. He's about to go to a bunch of events in a row, and who knows? Maybe he'll look worse for wear by the end of it. But but for right now. I think he's uh, he's pretty fresh. He took a lot of time off. Uh, you know, he's always a, he's a student of the game. And, uh, hey, this is the time to, to beat Zane, right? We've seen him Honestly, get really Honestly, it's Amsa's shot, too. Now that I'm looking at Amsa's bracket, this is a good... I mean, Joshman could upset Amsa. That's, like, a pretty good path for, for, for Josh. And then you could either Marth ditto, uh, like, uh, uh, Zane or try to go for the Fox. I actually think the Marth ditto would be kind of funny to try. Um, wait, who Marth Ditto's? Oh, he'd have to be J Mook first. Sorry, I was looking at J at Joshman's bracket. Oh, Joshman. 
Amsa has a good bracket. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like here, the thing with Amsa is, I think like, I think when it comes to him, there's not like you see him against a player and you think like he can't beat him, right? Like, I think we we've seen Amsa beat like most of the top people in this field at some point or another, or we've seen him come close to 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 like show us enough promise that we think he could do it in enough tries, right? I mean, like yeah. when you're talking about his chances of winning a major, you're talking about his likelihood of like beating multiple of those opponents yeah. over the same weekend. So I think like while his like set by set, like he's got a fighting chance or you can't totally discount him. I think doing it over a whole weekend is like pretty tough. I thought he might do it at Battle of VC, but you know, I, I think um yeah. I think I think I probably just have to I, I think after that event I have to readjust how I view his chances against the Foxes in particular. Because before that he was just kind of like op- opening a can of whoop ass on like all of them. Like really dominating them. He opened up a can of whoop ass on all of them. Language. Is that in your reviews? Is that in the review for a film that you appreciate? I don't think it. It might be. I don't know. I'm not opposed to open up a can of whoop ass. I gotta say, I I've definitely written it in. I've written it in a Monday morning with Oh, I've written it in a high school yearbook. Uh, you know, I I told my friend, hey, this summer you're gonna open up a can of whoop ass hags. Edwin, yeah, I've written hags a lot. Edwin, you um, you also are are very partial to the phrase "running a train on someone," aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pete Hasten told you me know that. What? Like, I could not say that, and it didn't hit me until like I realized what he was talking about. We found out balls to the wall is not phallic or like genitalia at all. It's about the throttle in like an airplane being pushed all the way to the wall of the thing. And, and we kept saying it on uh, on Panda. Yeah, so that's why we said it and, all and, the time. And so there's a Nintendo representative who kept trying to come over. And we went, ah, ah, ah. And we would pull well, out. What the Nintendo representative said, he was like, listen. At first he said, ah, 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 as Wheat describes. But there was this little twinkle in his eye, you know, that said, I love you and I care about you. And then he came back a second time and it was like, Yo, we need to go balls to the wall with balls to the wall. Mm-hmm. I need you to get one of those in every set. And he wanted did. it to be like a merch thing too. He wanted us yeah. to have like like you were supposed to have a shirt that said it, right? It was gonna be in corduroy. Yeah, a, bit, a little bit of expensive, but they were willing to front it. So it's classy. It's classy. You know, because you did the the juxtaposition. All right, I have a I have a question for you, Edwin. Do I have permission right. to ask it? If you choose yeah, to accept. What was that? I couldn't hear you. I, I said, go ahead. I can ask you the question. Yes. That's sick. Uh, I really appreciate that from you. All right. Can JMook beat Hungrybox in losers quarterfinals as is currently seated? I think he can, but it's unlikely. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm not going to predict it. I think I'd give it like three stars, wait, three and a half. What do you think? Like four to one odds in JMook Hbox. I think he's beating Hbox this year. I don't think he's beating Hbox this tournament. Um, I think if Hbox performs like he did at CEO with the mentality that he had at CEO, then JMook takes it easy. I the thing with Hbox is that I, I really do think that he um he doesn't get in these mental ruts that we kind of may might see from other people who get the same who like go through the same shit that he does. Um, he's actually like. It's just like got a mental fortitude that I don't think we talk about enough. Um, for as much as like the pop ups and whatever, and like we've, hey, who knows? We've all seen that that grand finals where uh, Fable three owes him and three stocks him on Dreamland. And it, 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 it I like, don't. I, I feel like we are at a low point of a hungry box mental. 
uh, likes the I board. Agree. I agree. I, I, but honestly, I've seen sets. He the puts Fable three O is the funniest thing that happened. Hold up, hold up on screen. Hey, uh, so you don't do that here. No. Um, we we're not. This is not the enhanced stream powered by PG stats. Enhanced. Uh, so we uh, we have seen H box and <laughs> go through a lot of shit. And uh, honestly, if you look at HBox in some sets, you look at his player, completely different than what you see, like actually being played. I've seen him put his head down and like he wins the set. Remember when he rolled? Like we we like to talk about this tournament where he just got destroyed. Do you remember when he rolled onto stage to play Armada? Like the, probably the guy who whooped him the most uh, for his entire career. That set wasn't a wash. Like he different is. Time. He has always been able to to like honestly not let his like his outward mental like whatever you think is going on he it doesn't really you, correlate one to one with what's actually. Have you considered game. that he's a millionaire now though? Yeah, you know, he didn't tell me that. It, it definitely is true. I, I mean, we were chatting at CEO. I feel like a good friend like that would have told me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I don't have a friend who's a millionaire, but I figured if, if I did, they would tell me. Yeah, you do. Ludwig? I guess. I th- I think the whole, I don't know. I don't know how much they make, but. You think the whole house is, are millionaires? <laughs> everybody, everybody that, <laughs> yeah. And they didn't tell me? I, I think that Hungrybox, what does he have, 10,000 subs? I'm not a pocket He's watcher. an owner also, you have to consider that. Yeah, a part owner of, of yeah, one second. How much is part? He's making at least like 300k a year from subs alone. Um, the, yeah, within at okay. this pace that he's been at for two or three years, uh, if he's not like spending it all on gold chains, melee is is like, how how could you? He seems to me like he's always been somebody who's who's motivated by trying to prove somebody's expectations of him wrong, right? And. I don't know. I feel like if you're making just Giga Dolores on other shit, it makes it makes it different how you engage with a matchup that you hate. He has always hated Fox Puff and is like a Fox complainer. And it's only getting worse and more people are better at the matchup and he has less incentive than ever to get good at it besides just personal like pushing through. And I still believe that he could do it, but man. What's that? I would- What's that video idea you had a while ago? We uh, don't reveal any video ideas. Yeah, what's that video idea we had? No, 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 Edwin. Uh, you know, me and you. It's just me and you. Let's pretend Wheat's not here. What's that video idea? Yeah, he just uh, no. he just fly it out of here. You know, you just sometimes he, he chooses to win and he chooses to lose. Yeah, I think he can start to choose to win again. It's just the question. I always will believe that he could choose to win. But the question is, why would he choose that? It's also like he could try to choose, or he could choose to win and still lose, right? Like the same. I did say that to my, my 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 girlfriend. This she was. I was like, Hbox, yeah, Hbox lost. She was like, I thought he only loses when he chooses. I've been I've been saying that very often, uh, and I was like, I think he might not be able to choose anymore. <laughs> I think other people might be choosing for him every once in a while, not always. Every once in a while. Who makes the choice here? Yeah. Who makes the choice at Gommel? Get on my level 2022. So who's winning Gommel? Edwin. Zane. I, I said Zane. Okay, great. Who's winning Gommel? Wheat. 
Oh my god, I said IBW. That's sick. I'm proud of both of you. I'm going JMook. Sounds fun. It. I hope to, I hope this happens. You know, any of our. You know what? This is going to be a fun tournament. I think there's a lot of cool people who could win this. And if HBox wins, we just get more to talk about. Um, speaking of more to talk about, Content machine. Jack, we've got some uh, we got some questions from our patrons for you. We, you know, you're in the patron channel. They give um, you money? Yeah, you give us money as well. Yeah, but that's the only way that I can see what you guys are all talking about. Yeah, true. Edwin almost does exclusively post in the patron channel. He will post like his dinner, and there's like no true. I post servers. No, there's a food channel, Edwin, and you go. I thought the patrons would really want to know. It's like no, post that in the food channel. Um, so we have we have some questions for patrons, and uh, you know we we've been going through some ebbs and flows in terms of uh, great questions and horrible questions. And I gotta say, right now we're in a little bit of a rut where everyone thinks that it's they have got their own little bit, and their their bits are basically asking the same exact question week in and week out. Um, and 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 then when you say, "Hey, does anyone have any questions for our guest this week?" Uh, it's kind of the same. You know, everyone's they're they're not willing to to throw down the bit. Everyone's just like iron, like this iron uh, clasp on it. So so we've got a few people who are who have not done bits. Um, so I'm gonna ask one from Question Superstar Zadrio. How many of the 2019 MPGR do you think you can beat in a fight? In a fist fight? Uh, it does not say. I, I like you know, open to your interpretation. Uh damn, man. Oh, in a fist fight. Uh, if it's, a, I'm gonna go with a physical fight. That seems to be the spirit of the question. If it's like, if it's like a karaoke battle, I think I could take most of them. Uh, I got Dolly Parton nine to five in the back pocket, but. If it's like uh, fist fighting, I'm pretty uh, weak. I've got like a scrap, scrappy energy if I felt like my life was in jeopardy. I think I could take a lot of people if I thought my life was in jeopardy. I think my sixth sense would activate and I'm a better gamer than a lot of people. But uh, I think most, I don't know. <laughs> there, there's some skinny boys in there, right? There's some, there's some weak lads themselves. So maybe yeah. 20, 30. I'd be okay putting myself in the bottom 30. You know, um, I used to ask a question when I was in high school. This is actually um, somewhat similar to the prompt that I used to give. Uh, and the prompt would be, you know, you, you ask other people in the same high school. You, you say, uh, suddenly, you know, everyone is in a fight, underground, underground fight club. Everyone in our high school class. And it is your turn. You get to pick who you get to fight. So you want to pick someone who you can beat. You don't want to get up there and lose. But you also don't want to pick the smallest person in the grade, right? You don't want to make it seem like you're just kind of picking on someone weaker than you. You want someone who it'll be a close victory. So more is thought of who's, who's that for you? If you could pick one person. So like you're confident you can beat them, but, but it would also be, um, it wouldn't be like you're punching down. Who do you think you would choose? So an even fight from the top 100, 2019. Yep. Even fight. Um, Mewtwo King. Mewtwo King. Wasn't he going to the gym for a bit? Huh? Wasn't he going to the gym for a bit? Like, lifting weights and shit? I don't uh, know. Is he still, like, super... I, I think I'd sweep the leg. I No shit. No no shot he does leg day. Uh, do you think that you not, could take... So, right, uh, I'll, let me keep going down. Let me keep going down the list. Do you think you could take Fiction? Fiction seems like an interesting one. No. Fiction's big. 
or than me. I, I'm real. I'm real svelte. Uh, it's gonna take a. Uh, I need like who's the youngest person in the top 100? Do we have any? Do we have any children uh, in there? Yeah, at, at the time that probably would have been uh, Billy Bo Peep or Cool Line. Yeah, maybe maybe like that kind of situation. Um, I don't know. I don't. Next question. I agree. I don't like this question. You patrons, you're just like the show. You suck. All right. Well, this one is from. I'm just kidding. I love the show. Hand. I love the show. I'm a, I'm a loyal patron. I actually give it the maximum amount. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if you give us the maximum amount, but you, but you are a loyal patron. Uh, the the second question is from Yamham. Jack, what got you back on the mic, and how are you feeling about the comeback so far? Comeback. Uh, I still commentated. I just this is the first time I've been back on the mic, mic getting paid for it um since before covid uh i i i uh, uh i i like when i'm not getting paid in terms of content better than when i am getting paid um for myself um it's a different kind of challenge i'm always very skeptical that uh i should be the one on the mic pretty much at any time at any kind of formal event until i like i don't know hear other commentators and i'm like okay i'm i'm not i'm not worse than that right not necessarily better but it's like it's it's fine uh so in that respect i don't really enjoy the just neuroses of having to to second guess myself all the time i don't but uh i'm in a i feel like i'm in a better place than i was a couple of years ago in terms of that because i feel like the rest of my life is r more straightforward and, and good and so it's easier to be afraid that you're shit at melee commentary when you have other sources of, of, you know, ego. Very good. You know, we, we, we talked to, we talked a lot about this in our little IHOP trip, our little attendees trip. We, we had, we had a good conversation with this. Um, but yeah, I, I like that answer. Let, let me go to the next question. So this is the last question. Um, maybe something you'll have some ideas on, maybe something that you will, you'll decry as, as, uh, bullshit so this is from joey how can we legislate puff using urbanist ideas yeah we've talked about that a lot um so what you need to look for is what is the zero-sum game that we think is disastrous to the game right what is something that we can't actually compete over in a meaningful sense and how do we make it costly um so for most of the time if, if, if are we talking about making puff what, what was it is are we trying to make puff worse better different what's the goal incentive see the question let legislate is the word here so open interpretation and what was the thing that we're trying to legislate puff doing what puff legislate puff mm -hmm. oh i would force everybody to play puff for uh four tournaments in the top 50 and see how many people decide to pick her up as a solid secondary you must play puff or even to make it even more, you must play Puff until you get top 16 with her. And then you can decide whether or not you want to drop her. And I make everybody play Puff. And then we finally can decide whether or not Puff is overrated or underrated. How's that? What's the uh, logistics here? I'm, I make you do it. I'm the TO. Play Puff or you're out. What about, you can't TO every single tournament. Yeah, I can in this hypothetical. It's legislated. It's not me doing it. So what's it's the wait, government? No, okay, but well, that what's the uh... this is federal law? We the, it was bipartisan. 
It's one of the only things we could agree on in these divided times. Wait, so how does the body get chosen, the legislative body? Is it elected? Uh, Elections. We. It's Congress. What's the term limit? It's real life. We're talking about real life here. We, we're legislating. What's the term limit? Of a congressman right now, there is no term limit. What about your the United States Congress? You could just keep getting reelected. So wait, you say so? The Congress is what's picking this. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, Listen, okay, if the what, Congress wants to did, make me the emergency melee czar, I could do it that way too. But I think that that would, you know, we should at least get some. Would you uh, suspend habeas corpus to to make everyone play puff? Yeah. In a second, we have to save the republic. And uh, Jack, that was else? the point of Lincoln, by the way, Eden. Yeah, Eden. who else suspended habeas corpus, Jack? Yeah, Lincoln, one of the mo- more notable incrementalist presidents. I didn't say he was. I said the movie. Por- I said the movie positions him like. I said the movie positions him like in the later end of the Civil War and the more like legislative like. That's why he screams in the movie. I am clothed in immense power. And also gives a giant climactic speech about how he's not sure that he has the power to do what he's doing in the Constitution, but he's but just he's done, do But it. the movie focuses on the entire, like, passing of the 13th Amendment, right? Yeah, because that's what so had like, to happen. So, so it's like you're focusing this entire, like, journey that he had all the way at the end, right? Black, like, it's completely, was good. it's completely contained. Like, you don't, see, you don't see his actual, like, journey from, like, the interesting part of when he was president, Right. It's not that he himself is actually an incrementalist. So then doesn't the movie it's make the argument that you could take somebody extremely radical and put them in the system and they will come out incremental? Not that the banning of slavery was an incremental improvement, but, you know, that's your position. No, that's so, not, and that's that's not, that's not what I said at all. That's such, a, that's, such a, that's such a straw man of what I said. You were, you were writing from memory. I forgive you for that. That's true. What is Lincoln an orgiastic mix of? Oh, it's an orgiastic mix. mix. Uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington, uh, all the president's men, uh, and a little bit of Hamilton. I think we're banning Jack from the show after I think it predated Hamilton, didn't it? It did. I was ready to come on and be like a normal guest, but there was, I don't know, it felt like you guys wanted me to be mean. And I'm nothing if not a man of expectations. I, I don't think uh you, I don't think you'll I don't think you'll you'll be wanted at all after this episode. Wow! Oh, how rude! You see, I, I'm the I'm the source of the conflict. No, Edwin is harboring bitter energy that he's taking out, and I'm merely channeling that energy. What's the next patron question? That was it. We only have we only do three. Really? Pull yeah, up another can... one. I, I honestly think that all of them are bad. <laughs> No, that's okay. We could pull up some bad ones. I'll ask you here. We have a backup question. I usually ask, uh, "What's your favorite pizza topping?" Oh, I I really am like I I have like kind of disgusting like high school or Arrested Development eating habits, mm-hmm. so I, I mostly will just get cheese. But I actually do like pineapple on pizza. I am a pineapple on pizza lover and defender. You know, we're a cheese pizza defending podcast. We really? uh, we yeah, yeah we think we think it's a good choice. Yeah, that makes me feel seen. Thank you. If you get pineapple, do you only get pineapple? Yeah, I would just be cheese and pineapple. Really? I get overwhelmed easily. Sensory overload? Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of sensory overload, we love to talk about the five senses here, and one of those senses is touch. We have a we have a segment here, a bit of an unofficial segment. Um, you know, it doesn't have a name, but our fans love to refer to it as touching grass. Jack, 
we are uh, we are not monoliths in this melee scene. We we have multifaceted interests. We are human beings with many different likes and interests. Um, so we have a little segment here at the end of the show where we talk about what else is going on in our lives, something to kind of give a little window into our non melee, non smash lives. Uh, I'll go first to give you guys some time. And I was really really thinking this over um, these past two days because. I was kind of like, okay, we had an episode uh, last Tuesday or Wednesday or so, and then I feel like the next day uh, I just kind of went to an eye doctor appointment, and then I went to CEO the next day, and then I just kind of spent a lot of time at CEO. And I was wondering, well, what what did I do outside of Smash? And I really thought I was going to have a cool answer, because the past two days I've been listening to a lot of a musical group known as Domi and J.D. Beck. Jack, oh. I'm not sure if you know this. I think that they're very up your alley. Uh, Edwin, I'm, you might have seen a video of theirs. They are, they are a uh, two-person jazz band. It is uh, keyboards and drums. Very, very good. Very uh, frenetic. These two people, very, very talented. They did a, they did a cover. I think it got, or like a, um, not a cover. They did a video doing a bunch of uh, Mad Villainy covers. Very, oh, very good. Cool. Um, but then, unfortunately, I realized... That that is not what I've been doing most outside of Melee this past week. I think, unfortunately, what I've been doing is not the cool answer of this new jazz duo. It is the very lame answer of I've been taking in a lot of Marvel content. Um, there's a podcast. There's a podcast from uh, two two comedians, Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer, um, called Newcomers, where they listen. They they watch various series. Um, I believe they've done, they did Lord of the Rings, they did Star Wars, uh, Fast and the Furious, Tyler Perry, just like stuff that they really don't have any knowledge in and watching it all for the first time. And there is some fun in that. Um, so I've been listening to that a, a pretty decent amount. Uh, and then without realizing it, I, I think that that has been like a slow drip back into, uh, Marvel for me because... They are about to, they got to the point where I stopped watching them. So I was like, oh, I should catch up before they skip ahead of me. So I watched Black Widow. And then um, I've always heard good things about the comic series, Hawkeye, the Matt Fraction series. So I decided to watch Hawkeye. Um, so I, I, I am like slowly, uh, I didn't even realize this. I'm, I'm taking in a lot of Marvel content. Um, so that is very surprising. Marvel always something that, I never really thought is incredibly great, but I do like to hear people talk about it. I do like to talk about it myself. It's like Star Wars in that capacity. Um, I don't know. So, unfortunately, I, I, I could have said the very cool jazz thing, but it's uh, it's the Marvel. I, What's I've your been, favorite of the ones you've been watching? Recently? I've, I've only watched uh, Black Widow. <laughs> Did you like I it? That one. It was fine. It, was, it, it didn't have... Uh, a bunch of characters who kept trying to make jokes. Uh, I think it had one or two, which was welcome respite from what we've had before. I think it just kind of did what it needed to do. It wasn't very flashy. I think it was fine. I, I generally tend to not love these Marvel movies, but uh, yeah. I think I will watch them all. I don't know why. Maybe that's a toxic trip. That's That's how I feel, Wheat. I feel I we're, we're becoming the same. I'm like, uh, I know it's garbage, but I'll still watch that shit. Uh, it's fun having a, a, a persistent universe where you're having watched the old stuff, 
gets you to get the dumb little payoffs that the that and and they and they spoon feed us this garbage and i think as long as you don't like lose your fucking head about it it's totally fine yeah. to just be like yeah it's good sure it, it's the it's like a water cooler thing right um yeah. there there is something knowing that people in the world millions of people have just seen the same thing as me i mean yeah. last week my my the thing was a, another movie it was the wonderful Norwegian movie, The Worst Person in the World. That the bubble who's seen that, right? The like the the group who's seen that is very small, I would imagine. Um, but yet, knowing all these Marvel movies, um, like yeah, yeah, I don't know, fucking go to a party, strike up conversation, just say, "Hey, did you see Doctor Strange?" Yeah. Answers like could be likely yes, and there there is some fun. And partaking in the and they'll all everyone. say it was weird. It was kind of bad, and then we get to be now. We're getting to the point with Marvel movies where it's circling back around, and we can be hipsters within a more general audience, instead of being hipsters who are like, "Yeah, have you seen this like niche or Norwegian film that really rocked?" And then everybody's like, "It's good. It's great." I don't know. No, and and that's fine. I love that. I love being that person. But it's more visceral to for them to vaguely know what you're talking about and just disagree and be a hipster about it. So, Edwin, with that in mind, who's your favorite of the Avengers? America's Mightiest Heroes. Sorry, the world's Mightiest Heroes, or the universe's Mighty. I don't know what scale they're operating at at this point. Uh, I liked Cap's story. Nice. Right yeah. wing Edwin coming out. We were, we were arguing. It's not, screw you. I, I was Edwin-pilled when Edwin was like, yeah, Winter Soldier's just a good, a good friggin' movie. And I was like, yeah, Edwin's right. Based reviewer. And then yeah, I, I I think I think his I think his movies are pretty good. Yeah. But I I I, uh, I think the Marvel movies in general, like I always uh, there's a great video I think uh, we had me recommended to me by this uh, video essayist called Patrick Willems that goes into like you know what makes the I think I think it's actually like one of his most fa- famous uh, videos, but he goes into like how the Marvel movies are like very good in certain ways, but they never cross into like being like amazing, right? Except for like maybe the first Avengers, and like I, th- I think he details yeah. like a lot of pretty uh, good points about the, the series. One question in the chat I liked: What's your all-time favorite Smash set? Oh, wait, are, this is touching grass. You can't take over. Yeah, this. we're not supposed to talk about Smash. Go watch your episode where we talk about the greatest sets of all time. I believe I didn't say greatest. I said your favorite. Oh, it's raining. Do you hear that, Edwin? Edwin, while he's gone, give your touching grass thing really quick. Uh, well, I, I'm moving yeah, out of Boston know. in like a month, so it's a uh, month that doesn't count. Well, I mean, it's the process of moving. I'm no, no, you're going to use this for the next four weeks. I know. Just. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I saw Jackie Brown again. Uh, that was kind of disappointing. That's I might be growing. I might be growing out of Tarantino. I was just like thinking, I need to revisit like a ton of his uh, 2000s work. But I was like thinking about it. And it's like, it's so funny because the things that like used to appeal to me when I was younger about Tarantino feet. was, what'd you say? The feet? No, not, not the feet. <laughs> it's just like funny because I think he, he does a lot of things that like are, are really cool for like what you see in a movie, like st- stylistically and everything. But like I think- The white that, person who says the N word, that's- <laughs> Yeah. So, so like, so that's one thing that I'm not, I'm not super crazy about. And the, the other but thing you are is, a little crazy about it. And the, other, <laughs> the other thing is just that, like, I think, like, for, for whatever reason, I was a teenager. I used to think his movies are very deep, right? Like, oh, like, this is the point Tarantino is trying to say, like, with this scene or whatever, right? 
And just like thinking about it in hindsight and like, I guess watching a few of his movies recently, there are so many scenes where I'm just like, what was the point of that? Like, what does this add to the story or like the universe or like, what is the point that he's trying to drive in? Right. Mm -hmm. So naturally I looked up like old interviews of stuff he said to like justify different things in his movie. And there's, there's a quote, there's like so many quotes from him that are just like so ridiculous. Like, like how is this guy taken? Like I, I like as someone who likes his movies, like how is this guy taken as like a super like intellectual, like, deep director right he's not by i think a lot of like even roger ebert if you ever read his reviews on on quentin tarantino movies it was always like they gave a film fan a camera and a budget not like he they gave an artist he's just like a guy that he he has read it emerged as a great filmmaker right he's a conglomeration of a bunch of film influences that are put together into a um very reddity films i guess which honestly it's it's like breaking my heart noticing this right like i saw jackie brown I saw Jackie Brown. Yeah, I don't think that's a negative. TV. That's not yeah. an insult. But the people who talk about his work as art talk about that. Yeah. It's it's like the not not found footage, but it's the it's the combination of high brown, low brow, and it is taking stuff that is just like culturally, you know, wasteland, and, and taking it and then going, well, if we put it in this connotation, or if I like, yeah, it, yeah. Um. Anyway, I haven't seen movie of his in, in like a year or two and when i did i was like this is a good movie i wish that they didn't say these words <laughs> yeah like the like the scene and so like i so just for reference i've been watching a bunch of his like 90 like I, I recently finished kill bill which i still really love but like i watched the reservoir dogs pulp fiction and jackie brown like i still like uh i still like the first two movies a lot but you just like notice these little things right like when i was younger i loved it i thought they were like perfect movies like oh my god like you know, when you think of the greats, like Stanley Kubrick, like Scorsese, Tarantino, it's like, well, like, I like Tarantino movies a lot, but like, I don't know what he like, adds, like, on do you a, feel, do you feel a lot of embarrassment about things that you used to believe in your life? Uh, only, only occasionally. It's, it's more just like, it, like, sometimes, like, it, it's more like with Tarantino in particular, there's like a very specific, there, there were specific things that drew me to his work when I was younger, right? And like, I still like his work today because of like other things about it, but like, it's, it's just not the vision that I had from when I, when I was like a teenager. Right. Yeah. What draws me to his movies now is very different. And, but, and like the thing, I don't don't think there's anything. I think the way Tarantino directs movies is perfect for a teenage boy. And for you to have liked it at that time in your life, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's okay to sometimes be, you know, very intoxicating. I think he shows, I think he's very good at delivering, I think, like plot catharsis, right? Like, like it's like, like like he tells, he he tells like stories of, I I wouldn't say like Spielberg, but uh, I know he's no Spielberg. Oh, you're saying he's no Spielberg? Uh, I mean, I have to rewatch a bunch of others, including Lincoln, apparently. Wait, what did you think he said about Spielberg that you disagreed with then? Spielberg and Tarantino, very similar style, styles. Yeah, I don't think they're similar styles at all. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just funny revisiting his movies with like, because it's both a bit more critical of an eye, but like there are things about it, like specifically that I appreciate yeah. more. So when you guys talk about touching grass, do you often talk about instead of that watching movies? Uh, lately, lately it's been moving. As of late, we talk about like music or video. I guess I listened to the new Drake I, album. I've album, literally talked I, about I going, it. going on like hikes and stuff. There, it is. It is not all. Instead of this style of media, here's another form of media that I've consumed. I, I would like you to know. 
Yeah, I guess that's kind of like touching grass. <laughs> what have you been up to, Jack? Um, you know, I just got back. Uh, it feels like on Monday. I I I slept at the airport. I guess that's that's my like version of touching grass because my flight got canceled at 3 a.m. So I just I just slept there until 10 a.m. when my next flight was. My alarm was set to wake up at 9:30. Woke up at like maybe 5:30 or 6 and just kind of slummed around the airport for a while. Uh, what Tuesday, do you do in that situation? Do you, do you uh, get anything from? Do you, do you eat anything from the airport? Yeah, I got a little cereal. They had the spoon behind the counter. You know that shit was overpriced. They fucking got me. Um, let's see. Uh, apart from that, uh, I like to go on walks to, to go pick stuff up. I got a map. Uh, my, uh, my girlfriend got you me a map of like San Francisco, like an old antique map is like a gift for my birthday. Uh, that was a, a, a week or two ago or something like that. And... Uh, yeah, that's been a lot of it. Is is I I love being home, hanging out with my my roommates. It's a lot of fun. That's beautiful. Thank you. I honestly played a shit ton of melee though yesterday. I have not touched grass really, uh, in a while. So I got nothing, unless you want to talk about movies. I think we're coming up on the end of the show. I'm sure there'll be. A- a bunch of avenues for us to talk about movies. Not uh, the uh, end, end of the show. Can I get my review of your show? Episode. Can I get my review of your show? I think this is. I think this is a good show. I can see why you don't want me as a guest often. Uh, I think that the structure of having topics that you go to is going to be really important as melee gets really dense coming up. I think it'll be really good to have people that are uh, capable of of paying attention and and taking a lot of things that are not usually brought together as one data set in your minds, knowing all the different local players and how their strengths and weaknesses could be interesting and how they intersect with the visiting invaders at all these tournaments. Um, I don't think there's really anybody else that knows this shit. So, uh, and is Bring able to yourself as a guest out of 10. As a guest? Oh, I'm a 10 out of 10 guest. I just understand why you don't have me on all that often. Uh, I want to have you on for 100 if we make it there. Just, well, just a real Yeah, I was thinking about that. I, think, I was like, is I, that a year? Do two episodes a week. I think we're good. I think I think we're good. Do two a week. You're you're no wrong idea of bi-weekly, man. We're going the other way for bi-weekly. That's crazy. Well, it's crazy how bi-weekly uh, means both of those things. Um, before we go, of course, there's a couple things we have to do. Um, one is something we don't do at all. Um, and I'm gonna say, hey, the past episode and this episode, I've been wearing. Never mind. This is gonna come as very entitled. I've been wearing free hoodies that I've been getting. <laughs> this, <laughs> this BTS you were obsessed with swag at, at CEO. You were like, can we get some free hoodies? Can we get some free hoodies? Jack, that is what I'm going to say. Is that this is CEO Panda Cup was a wonderful experience. I would be remiss if I end this episode without saying that hoodie, the Panda Cup hoodie, black, red trim, very nice hoodie. I would like one. I will continue to work with Panda Cup as long as they'll have me um, in whatever capacity they want me in. I. I just want that, and I don't want to have to pay for it. Um, that's all I'm saying is that if, if Panda Cup wants to join the the hallowed halls of this BTS sweatshirt and the uh, yard sweatshirt, then then so be it. I I, you know, I just want to give them the opportunity and, and say that I am here. I am accepting. I am willing to take whatever hoodie they're giving me. That quarter zip, I probably would not be my first choice, but was a very smart look. I I would uh, I would take it. Um, 
And yeah, if they wanted to give anything to Edwin, I would not forbid them from doing it. I would just hope that they're giving to Edwin in addition to me and not instead of. Now, Jack, thankfully that that's out of the way. Where can people find you if they want to follow you? Uh, follow me at Jackzilla. I see that we have 20 survivors at the end of this Twitch stream. If you are not all following me, I don't know who else is going to follow me. Uh, I probably tweet too much or tweet too shittily, but uh, if it's not these 20 people trying to push me to that next hundo, then I don't know who it's going to be. Uh, We're going to get you viral one day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you can follow me at, at Jackzilla. You could also follow uh, uh, PF. What's the one that does the Alaskan shares? Do you know that one, Edwin? I'll look it up. You do your thing. Oh, PFDBot. At PFDBot is my favorite Twitter account besides, uh, you know. At PFDBot on Twitter is great. Go follow them. Go follow Jackzilla. And uh, you can also go follow us. Twitter.com slash MeleeStatsPod. That's where we'll be posting daily results. Links to uh, everything on MeleeStats.co. It's going to be a website you can find stuff such as... What's it called? When's Melee? <laughs> and Monday Morning Mart. Uh, if you want to watch these episodes live, you can do so at twitch.tv slash MeleeStats. We're going to go on YouTube over at Melee Stats Archive. While you're over on YouTube, you can go to find our uh, Melee Stats YouTube channel. That's going to be our long-form content. And uh, if you just love everything we do and you want to support us, patreon.com slash Melee Stats. Not the most beautiful plug that I've done, but not the worst. Um, you know, here we are at the end of 50 episodes. I'm, I'm so glad that we made it. I honestly... <laughs> Not sure if I knew I was going to make it to 50, and uh, the fact that I'm still so full of steam and willing to do it, uh, I just, I, it makes me happy, and I, I want to say that that's in part to wonderful guests like yourself, Jack, my great co-host, Edwin Buddy, and uh, the wonderful people who watch. We will be back next week. I will be on vacation. So, if it ends at 51 episodes, I'll be pretty pissed. Jack, play us out. I don't know anything else. All right, we're good. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next week. Peace. See you guys.